1: the alowitz flight deck podcast dedicated to montreal alowitz football i am tim capper along with cliffy d what's up bud we have as we are taping this less than one month until the alowitz return at home for the first time in 656 days i can't wait
0: wow has it really been that long since we've been at a live football game at personal molson stadium yeah
1: it has <laughs>
0: dang yeah it's hard to wrap my head around that like i know you're a numbers guy but get, like you tell me that number i'm like holy cow it's really been <laughs> that long oh boy yeah
1: um it's funny. You know, we usually have more to talk about. We'd have possibly a preseason game to talk about in normal conditions, but because of the uh, the COVID training camp, not much to talk about, including even the scrimmage that the Allowitz had this past weekend at, held at Percival Molson. Hmm. Um. I wish we had been able to be allowed to be there as fans, as some others. I know we're, we're rehashing what we talked about last week, too. But anyways, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate because, I mean, really, truly, that would have really helped Take care of some of that football fix, you know, mm-hmm. and it's also, as I said, said before, it's disheartening to see like you people out in Saskatchewan, in Ottawa, in Hamilton, they're able to go attend scrimmages. I believe in BC too, out in Cam, like the, the Kamloops, I think they had a scrimmage there and the fans were allowed to partake in it as well. So for like, and again, at least it's not just the Alouettes that have said no to their fans because also to everywhere else, other than the places I've mentioned there was no scrimmages to be had or access to training camp or anything like that. So it's not like we were the only ones being left out in the cold. doesn't make it any less disheartening or frustrating though. Uh, Yeah,
1: I I agree with you, but I mean, it is what it is. And you know, what's funny is that, you know, it's usually on, it's a known thing that the same day that we'll receive an update or a small synopsis of what happened at training camp that day, I didn't get anything from the Alouettes uh, at all. On the scrimmage, I think until Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, But you know, it is what it is. You know, you know Charles and them in the PR office are are working very hard, so um, can't fault them. Um, Could, but don't.
0: (laughs) No, and and let's face it, who who wants to work weekends, really? I mean, I don't. I'm sure you don't either. So
1: (laughs) yeah, well, well, if it's an Alouettes game day, as we found out, they are, they are, they're working. Oh Um, yeah. But we really didn't learn much. I mean, as I said, slow news week. We do have a couple of things to talk about, which are actually very interesting. <laughs> um, it's a positive for fan if you're a fan of the Alouettes and hoping to attend games this year at Percival Molson. Um, but we might as I mean, did we really learn anything from this scrimmage at all? I don't think we did, because it really, there was no, I don't think... <laughs> you know, even most of the media didn't say anything. I don't think Herb said anything. I don't think anything from the French side of the media said anything, at least that
0: I saw. Well, from what I was told, barely any media was there anyways. So, I mean, like, you know, yeah. like, and, and, <laughs> like and, and, I said, I, I'm trying to, like, you know, gather bits and pieces of info, and it's really not much to go on. I mean, it's just, yeah, like... considering
1: like, where like they the, were sitting, too, I think I think it was only the north side that was open. You know, the other side, the, the you know, the east and west stands weren't open and
0: so <laughs> i mean if you if you wanted to keep things under wraps like keep you know the success of the alouettes a secret i mean you're doing a hell of a job of doing so and again I, i'm not faulting the few media members that were there because again they, they can only see what they see too but at the same time like you it's really hard to get a feel for things like yeah. you know is is vernon adams balling out or is he stinking up the joint is William Stanback running rush out over everybody or is he you know can't find his feet like who who the heck knows what's going on True, other but- than other than like you know the, the transactions that you get and just little snippets here and there as I said like I mean it's just like table scraps essentially of information
1: yeah but I, I will give them props though I, I again I will give Charles and the media team props because every day they're doing a spotlight on a different player I like that we can't see them play and and see what they're talking about. But I like that idea of introducing the, you know, these players, whether they're new or not to the masses or whoever's able to read this. Mm -hmm. So, which is,
0: yeah, it's definitely good too, because, you know, you're going to get to that point. Like, you know, who certain players are, you know, who the BJ Cunningham and Vernon Adams and so on are, but you know, there's other players too. You're like, who the heck is that guy? And, Mm Again, if they're getting that mention, that means they must be doing a pretty good job. They must, they're doing something to get themselves noticed anyway. So in that sense, you're right. It's good that they're the team is at least trying to help put a, a bit of a spotlight on these lesser-known players. Yeah, At least get you sort of acclimated to it. Whether they end up making the roster or if they're on a practice roster or what, at least you kind of get an idea of what it's going to take to make this Alouettes team in 2021.
1: From what you have seen... Um, cuz again we'll get to transactions in a little bit um you know we we've joked a, a, a couple of for a couple of seasons here and there that you know the schedule, the 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 roster is so different that we're going to need a scorecard mm-hmm. in your opinion cuz I know you are I know you are the players guy and everybody knows that you are the players guy when it comes to the other teams how needed will a scorecard be? Will be will fans need a scorecard this year for Alouettes compared to are the other teams in the CFL?
0: I'd say every team is gonna every team team's fan is gonna need a scorecard. I think because yeah. I think there's a I think you're gonna see a lot of these. Uh, stories of players from out of nowhere that are going to come up and this is their opportunity to shine and they're taking full advantage of it, especially too with the number of players that have retired or opted out for this year. Mm -hmm. Again, it's that next man up mentality. And I think that's what it is for Montreal too, is that a lot of these players that we're finally getting to see showcased, this is their opportunity because of players that have retired or opted out for 2021. So this is the opportunity for them to prove that they, they belong on a football field and to live out their dream. Like this is their chance to do so. And I, I think you're going to see that league wide is you're going to be, you know, that first game that you watch on TSN. Yeah. I'm sure this guy who you, you didn't, he was on the team in 2019. You have no friggin' idea who he is, but man, he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I you're, you're going to see that. I think several times during week one is like, like certain names you are, you're going to know right off the bat, but then, all of a sudden you're gonna get this guy that makes this outstanding catch or makes this outstanding tackle, and you're like, Who the heck is that guy? I have yeah. no idea who he is. Exactly. And yeah. this is this is how you find out who the next superstars of this league is gonna be. They gotta come from somewhere, and this is where they come from, is these training camp moments.
1: So ne- next week we'll be on the verge of the of the season starting. Um
0: Here's hoping that the head coach doesn't get fired 6 days before the first game yeah like, uh, no kidding. in well, 2019. It gives
1: the Owls <laughs> an extra week. But uh, uh, now looking uh. yeah, looking at the Owls this year and I think I don't I think we just touched on this slightly, but um how much how much is this week one by week going to hurt the Alouettes? or will it not and do you think it'll be a, it will, will it be a positive for the for the
0: team? I think it'll be a positive in the sense that, well, I mean, you you know who what you're like as of this coming Friday, you know who your team's going to be because that's the final cutdown day. Mm-hmm. But also too, the players that are going to make the cut, you got to decide who's actually going to be on a game day roster and who's going to be on the practice roster. Right. I think yeah, you're going to designate certain players on the the practice roster because by law you have to. But. This again gives them a, yet another opportunity to perhaps convince the coaches, "Hey, no, 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 I, I can't, I, I, I belong on the actual game day roster." Right. Okay. And this will be their opportunity to do so. Like they'll get that extra week of practice, extra week of bonding with their teammates and everything like that. And quite possibly, this is, this is something that you could see. Like guys that, met, especially those bubble guys, because once again, with no preseason games, mm-hmm. the guys that you are like wondering, "Oh, is he going to make the team or not?" They may make the team, but Maybe they're still not where they still haven't been able to convince the coaching staff that 100 that they should be an actual part of the roster as opposed to just on practice roster. So to me, I think that that extra week of practice, if you will, that bye week, I think that's going to be a major opportunity for a lot of those bubble players to really, truly show that they belong on this team and finding out whether or not they get, get on the plane to Edmonton to play that first game against the Elks.
1: My... My view on it is, I think it is a positive, because heading into week two, the Owls will have some game tape that they can look at. The Elks will not have any game tape on the Alouettes.
0: That's true, too.
1: So, in essence, they... The the, Owl, the owls could have an upper hand. I see. I don't know how that works. Do the will the elks allow them to take? You know, no, will not take the practice. We're not You know, we're not the New England Patriots here. Um, <laughs> but you know, you understand what I'm saying. What what will will they will they have to base it off? What was in in their last game of 20? Well, hell, they played them the last game in
0: 2019. So, well, you can't do that because it's not the same team. I know. I know. I'm curious. I mean, yes, there'll be a lot of the same players that were in that game, but this is not the same team. No. That's the, one, that's the one thing. And you're right, that could end up being quite the advantage for Montreal is they'll get that first, the LOS will get a chance to see what the Elks do against, I think it's the Ottawa Red Blacks they play. Mm-hmm. So they'll get some of an idea of what to expect. And they should have an idea of what to expect out of Trevor Harris, of nobody else, and Greg Ellingson. Uh, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of new faces, too, in Edmonton, so that it would behoove the Alouettes to definitely pay attention to that first game just to see what they're up against. As far as, uh, you know, now how do the Elks prepare for the Alouettes? You you really can't go based on what you saw in 2019 because, yeah, you got Burton Adams as a quarterback. You've got William Standback as a running back. You've got a a lot of familiar faces on the offense and a few on defense, but this is not the same team. Like this team is – Different. It, it's a, oh, yeah. a different team, and we've had how are players. They be, how you,
1: we've had players leave the Alouettes on on free agency and come back in twenty 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 one.
0: Yep, we've had players retire. We've got all kinds of things, like players that are not playing this year for any number of reasons, and it it won't be the exact same team. So I think Edmonton is going to have to really, they're going to have to really do their homework as much as possible, but without any actual game footage or mm-hmm. tra- training camp footage or anything like that. How do you prepare for this team? How do you prepare for the alouettes yeah um it won't it won't be easy
1: no no it won't um i think the the two two big things really when it came comes to fans in Percival most in this season uh the first was announced on uh, it was, it was just a couple, it wasn't, it wasn't a couple of days ago. I'm trying to, trying to verify when, when this was done. Yeah, it was, it was done two days ago. So or early in the week this year, this week, where news came out from the Quebec government that they have made some modifications to their COVID protocols when it comes to fans in the stands in Quebec. And you know they increased the size of indoors. To, I think it was to five thousand. And for any state outdoor stadium, they increased it to fifteen thousand fans. Mm-hmm. So we've gone from potentially five thousand to a maximum now of up to. And I'm saying that I'm saying that specifically like that on purpose because that's how it was written. We can now have up to 15,000 fans in the stadium. And doing that, they also launched their individual tickets. But what I thought was very interesting, Cliff, is they're basing it off of pre-sale. A pre-sale for individual tickets. Which will be... Uh, as a, The pre-sale goes as, as of tomorrow... To so the 29th of July, as we are talking. Right. Um, give me your thoughts here, Cliff, for 15, because this leaves lead into our next topic. What, what, what were your thoughts? I don't remember if you saw the uh, uh, the Alex Flight Deck tweet first. I don't know if you saw what was said uh, from the federal government on, on Facebook or on Twitter. I, I don't know where you saw the news first, but what was your thought when you, when you saw this news?
0: Well, it's definitely exciting. I mean, 15,000 is definitely a good start. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I was prepared for 5,000 because yeah, originally I know 3,500 was sort of the the starting point, especially when it came to the Montreal Canadiens playing at the Bell Centre. Mm-hmm. But now with an open air stadium, would we be allowed more? And sure enough, it was originally at 5,000, which, okay, fine, you, you make it work. That's, that's how it is. Obviously, 5,000 fans at Percival Molson Stadium, which holds 20,000 plus, is going to not sound quite as loud as it could or should. So that was, you know, it was one of those situations where you're like, OK, it's not ideal, but, you know, just you're just so happy to have football back. You you, you don't care. Right. Now, with this news about going up to 15,000, that's pretty exciting because that's it's certainly more. That's like tw- like three times the amount, the initial amount, first and foremost. And two, I think you're getting closer to the the buzz of the stadium that you have come to expect. Uh, to me, I, I think uh, I, I think we get, get to see a little bit more of that atmosphere that we've come to expect at Percival Molson Stadium. Uh, I know over the past few years, when the Elowettes were not that great, uh, you would be thrilled to get 15,000 fans in the stands. So we may we may have a little bit of a flashback to those days, but uh, hopefully not because of the Alouettes playing terribly on the field. I want to believe that fans are starved for football, league wide, nationwide, yeah, including in Montreal. And I really believe that when once single seats go on sale, I'm not predicting a sellout by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely expect a lot of people to be showing up to the games. This year, because we didn't get football at all in 2020, and just the general consensus league wide is that people are champing at the bit to get their football fix. You and I will be there 100. Mm-hmm. There was no, there's never been any question about that. But the other, you know, fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety seven ninety eight people, are they going to be there? I guess we'll see. But I'm 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 really excited at the possibility that. We won't get a full house necessarily, no. but we should get pretty close to. And to hear that noise again, to hear that crowd noise and the excitement and everything like that, once again, that to me is what's going to be exciting. And that's the one thing I'm definitely looking forward to on August 27th.
1: For sure, me too. And and I heard the number and, you know, it's not – again, I think we mentioned this last week where it seems to be that Quebec and is not – not going at the pace and at they are in other provinces and I'm I'm happy for that but hearing the 15,000 I'm glad to have that and yes I was I too was prepared for for about 5,000 or whatever it was going to be but having the 15,000 now started making me think about other things you know how it, because I'm I'm I was trying to find because like, I think uh Mario Tschini put out a a statement for season ticket holders, which I'm trying to find as we're speaking. And I think I, I'm I'm liking where I'm liking where we're going because again, it's going to be mobile tickets this year. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Um, we would because this one's season ticket holders. We would like to remind you that your passes are now in the form of mobile tickets. You will receive a detailed message next week on how to use and manage your tickets. Funny they mention that. Nothing, so? nothing official. You know, I was perusing to see if I could find anything. You know, some, some topics that we could talk about this week because we know it was possibly a, a slow <laughs> week. And I came across something because, you know, up into this point, our seats nor the QR codes for our digital or mobile tickets had not been updated yet. Right. And went in tonight, spoke with the other couple of season ticket holders also to confirm this. Um. Obviously talked to you because you're now a season ticket holder. Woot woot. Yes, you got two loots out of me, Cliff. Be happy. Um, I'm,
0: I'm <laughs> ecstatic. That's two more than I thought I would do.
1: Uh, and we noticed that there is a slight modification to the seats. What was interesting, because I didn't have it in mine, on my ticket, ticket portal. You had it in yours. Cliff, if you can, read specifically what it says, and then we'll go into it more what it says on your season ticket portal
0: well essentially what it says is that i am a proud owner or member however you want to phrase it of a 8 game season ticket package with social distancing
1: which i didn't have
0: right but also go ahead at, and also to note, uh, everything is where it's supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, the right section, the right row. However, one couldn't help but notice that the seat number is not quite right. Yeah. As I said, you and I are supposed to be seated together. And technically we are. But with this whole social distancing thing, it now appears that uh, seats uh, like you're going to be like fans are going to be sitting at least in our section anyways, I, I really can't speak to any other fans, but uh, it appears that uh, you'll be seated every other seat. So instead of having say like one, two, three, you've got one, three, five, and so on. Yep. So again, I guess that's where the social distancing part comes in, but it's still a little surprising to see because, you know, like I guess the understanding is that if you buy a, season ticket package whether it's one two three or four seats whatever the case may be that everybody would be grouped together now technically you and i pay for our own seats so yes. it's not a, a group so, so to speak
1: no it's not and same same thing with our our friend chris who sits in seat one in our of our row which we which which i spoke with too before i before we came on on tonight so
0: Right. So, again, I think this is part of the the protocol as far as ensuring that fans are socially distanced, which I get. But at the same time, I guess it was a little surprising to see that now all of a sudden, instead of being in seat three directly next to you, I'm still next to you, but kind of one one seat over. Right.
1: And I don't know what I I swear. I no, I don't know (laughs) what the spacing is between the seats. I have no clue. I guess they uh, maybe they are a meter because I think that's what's that's what the uh, current regulations are here in Quebec. It's not the, the two meters, it's it's one meter. So that's that's three feet,
0: right? Um, Which I, I guess could be the the circumference or yeah, <laughs> the I know. Distance, I, I, know, I know, but I'm not sure what the I'm not sure the unit of measurement between uh, you know, <laughs> between one your seat to butt another.
1: cheek and my butt cheek um
0: but that too, that too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what we what and as you mentioned you know we're not in our own we, you know we we pay for our own single seats we spoke with a another colleague of ours another friend of ours who has who sits in the same row has two seats and his two seats are moved over by two uh, by one also which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, you know, say for instance, he was, um, 16, I think he said 14, 14, 15, he's now 16 and 17. So they actually did shift him over by two. Oh, so they did. Okay. They did shift him over by two, technically Mm -hmm. two. One per person. Right. So for that bubble, I guess we'll call it, or that group of seats. Right. The caveat is that I need to remember, this is all the same row in our section. We're all in the same row. I've reached out to the team to see if we can get a little more information. I know they'll probably be releasing it. Um... But how's this going to work for other rows? So say, for instance, you know, our seats are now one, three and five. Mm -hmm. Will the seats behind us and in front of us.
0: Would they be two, four, six, you mean?
1: Or yes. Or will they be Say For instance, I think I think the seats in front of us, they have they have uh, three three season tickets. I think I think their group is three. Does that mean that they're going to be that they're going to be shifted like our other friend in our row? And then instead of being one, two, and three, they'll be four, five, and six. Yeah. How, I see. I don't know how. Again, we'll find out in a in a month's time, or we'll find out once the team gives us a little bit more information.
0: So. It's gonna make it's gonna make for a very interesting wrinkle, that's for sure. But again, that's kind of where we're at now with COVID and trying to get back to normal, and this is part of the process, I suppose, to getting us back to eventually. Again, hopefully, twenty twenty two will be back to as close to normal as what we've come to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be a little bizarre. But I think this whole year really, truly has been bizarre when it comes to things like this. So, I mean, I, to me, it's just kind of par for the course and we just we we roll with it as best we can. Exactly. Exactly. So I,
1: I think this capping of 15,000 may work out well. We'll see what happens because obviously people who are shifted over, that means everybody in the row shifts over. Mm-hmm.
0: So not to mention, it's going to be interesting too. Like uh, fans that from out of town that want to attend. Like I'm talking about, like from other CFL cities that want to come and watch their team play the Alouettes. Like when they have to come and buy tickets through the Alouettes, how how is it going to work out? Because it's uh, like in in regards to social distancing and all that stuff. Because if they're coming in as a group, like let's say like a whole bunch of Red Blacks fans or TyCats fans, obviously they all want to sit together.
1: Yeah.
0: Like in, in a section, for example. Yeah how is that going to work as far as like, well, they'll obviously have to respect the, the, the social distancing as well. And it may, it may have to be like, if they go and they want to buy four seats. It'll probably have to be spaced out in the same, the same manner, but uh, it'll be interesting.
1: And, uh, I, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the owls will make, make it a mandate that you have to wear masks in stadium. I know we've talked about this for the past couple of weeks, but I have a sneaking suspicion that it will be mandated in stadium, even though it is outside. I think it will be mandated.
0: I'm sure it will. I mean, listen, if Winnipeg can mandate that uh, or actually I should say it's the province of Manitoba can mandate that uh, fans attending Blue Bombers games have to be double vaxxed and be able to prove that they're I know, double. No, I know. I mean, I think that's that. that's kind of where the bar has been set now.
1: And they've set it high, too, because I, I I don't I'm curious to know if the Alouettes would do that. I don't know. And they're and, you know, I, they're, I, I, they're
0: they're I'll be honest with you. I kind of wish they would. I kind of wish every CFL team would do that.
1: They're allowing more. People, well, yeah,
0: <laughs> I know that's a, a very incendiary remark. But uh, you know what? When it comes to in the interest of public safety and taking things seriously, I think Winnipeg kind of set the standard. And I, I, I think it. It, it's really up to all the other teams to sort of look at that and say, yeah. you know what? Why not? Why not do that as well? So
1: I just got. Con- I guess uh, the as I said, I reached out to another colleague, a friend of mine, uh, who sits three rows behind us, and he was told he has. He's not for sure where what his seat numbers are because he's like a couple of seats down from us and up. Mm-hmm. But he was already told that his seats have been moved. To what extent? He said he would have to follow up with me. So I, I'm curious. I'm curious. Anyways, yeah, I, that's a very good point. Now I can understand why they're doing the why they are doing the uh, the presale. Yeah. Now it kind of makes sense. I was like, why are they doing a presale? Now it makes sense.
0: Yeah, there's a method to the madness. <laughs> so.
1: Uh, don't forget, we are on social media, so if you, uh, and uh, you can also find our archive of all the Alouette Flight Deck podcasts almost anywhere. If you want to follow us on social, you can do so by heading over to our Twitter account at AlouettesFLDeck. You can follow Cliff at, at Cliffed, and you can follow me at Repact, R-E-P-P-A-C-T. Uh, best place to find, out our, our, to find our archive is over at uh, alouettesflightdeck.ca. Or you can go to any of the different uh, podcast hosts uh, and find us there. You know, uh,
0: I I, I think once again, uh, people want to ask us, okay, where where can we download the Elwood's podcast? Mm -hmm. Like, well, where can't you? Essentially, I mean, pretty much, I think I think at this point now, you can pretty much go to just about any podcast platform. Type in this keywords Alouette's Flight Deck, and I'm pretty sure you'll find us there. I mean, we're, we're on all the big ones like uh, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I mean, there's there's no shortage of ways to be able to listen to this podcast, folks. So exactly. So if you get a chance to subscribe, throw us some likes, positive reviews, I mean, we we definitely appreciate any and all positive feedback. So, I mean, like if you're not on board with us, folks, I mean, now's the time because football's coming we're getting amped up for it, and uh, we want you along for the ride. Yep, and also do not forget
1: that we now have the audio version also over on our new YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, you can. We don't have the name Alouette's Flight Deck yet because we have to get to a certain number of subscribers. Which, by the way, if you haven't done, please head, just go to YouTube, do a search for Alouette's Flight Deck, and you will find us. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment. Uh give us give us likes. Hey, it'd be greatly appreciated. Help us to get to that number so we can just say youtube.com slash Al Slight Deck or whatever it's going to be.
0: Right. Um, and also too, this is right now it's it's all audio. Like it's all you can just listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, sort of watch listening to the podcast, but uh, <laughs> eventually with, with I am being so on YouTube,
1: tired of you watching, listening.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> eventually you'll get to watch us do the podcast i mean that's that's uh, eventually that's going to be the end goal more than anything else is to be able to do podcasts live perhaps on youtube so yeah definitely if you get a chance tell your friends tell people to subscribe give us the likes show us the love and it's going to come back to you folks i can promise you that
1: yep um give us your thoughts cliff on the roster uh, the roster moves this week. Not many major ones, in my opinion, but I think probably the biggest one was uh, was Name Roosevelt, obviously getting getting released. Um, anything else really stand out to you other than than him getting released by the Owls?
0: Without question, that's the biggest name that's been released of the uh, the several that have been released this week. Uh, and this is all part of the cutdown day, uh, which is going to be coming, uh, as I said, this coming Friday, July thirtieth. I think by ten p.m. Eastern time on July thirtieth, you've got to have your final roster set. Like you got to make all your final cuts, and yep. a lot of the releases that have been done this week. Are in accordance with that, uh, without question. Name Roosevelt is definitely the biggest name that's uh, that's been listed as far as cuts go, and. A lot of people are surprised. In fact, there's even a lot of people out in Saskatchewan that are upset that Neiman Roosevelt was cut because, obviously, you know he made such a huge impression out there, had a pretty great career in Green and White, and a lot of people were kind of hoping that he'd be able to continue that career with the Alouettes. But as as it t- turns out to be, it's a numbers game. I mean, being an American receiver, there, there's there's it's such a dogfight. Let's put it that way. I mean, nothing is guaranteed when it comes to training camp. And maybe this is one of the reasons, like, you know, with no preseason games, like, you've got to be able to be on your game 100%. And unfortunately, we we can't really speak to what we saw from Damon Roosevelt because we weren't at training camp. We can't see anything. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's surprising because, yeah, I mean, the guy's uh, had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons over the past couple of years. I mean, he's definitely a talented player, but... That just says to me that the other receivers that are still on this team are just as, if not more talented than what he can bring. And I think it really just came down to a numbers game more than anything else. I don't think it had anything to do with his play. It was just a matter of, well, we can only keep so many receivers and we got to cut. We got, got to make cuts. And unfortunately, you go with the, uh, it's, I, don't, I hate saying it this way, but the older players are probably going to be showing the door more than the younger players. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so I think, I think that's really what it came down to is just, it was a numbers thing, American receiver. So unfortunately, Naaman has to, you know, be shown the door as far as other interesting names on the, the cuts list. A uh, couple that stick out to me for any number of reasons. Uh, the biggest, the biggest one for me at after Roosevelt would be uh, Benoit Marion. Cause he was a, a draft pick for the Alouettes in 2020. Uh, Played for the Montreal Carabins. Played for Danny Machocho when he was the head coach there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, from everything I saw of his uh, his tape, I, like his uh, tape leading up to being drafted by the Alouettes, I thought this is a guy that can definitely make a force be a be a force on this defensive line. Uh, but once again, it could just really come down to the numbers. And there's a lot of very talented players on the defensive line that are showing out in camp apparently. And I have, I honestly haven't heard very much of from Marion. So sometimes no news is good news. But I think in this case, maybe he just wasn't making enough of a name for himself there. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've shown the door. Uh, Ethan Maconzo, who's actually a draft pick this year, I believe in the... Uh, I think it was Yelowitz's last pick in the draft in 2021. Also a former Carabay. Uh, once again, surprised to see him go because, I mean... This, this team has made a, a major effort to sign as many Quebec born players as possible and Mancoso definitely does qualify for that uh, being a former caravan too I mean Danny Machosha knows what he get what, what he was getting with him and actually had wanted to bring him onto the team for quite a while and this was the the, the draft was the perfect way to do so but once again, I mean, without this is what makes it hard, folks. Like you see the names on the list, and you think, "Wow, I can't believe the Alouettes cut this guy." But without seeing what's going on at camp and only getting, you know, the bare minimum as far as information goes from training camp reports, yeah, you really don't know how these players are playing, or you know, are they doing everything possible, and it really is just a numbers game, or are they just not living up to their name? I, I really want to believe it's the former and not the latter, but. Again, we, we can at this point, all we can do is speculate. Uh, other names that uh, are a little surprising are other draft picks from uh, last year, such as uh, Colton Klassen and uh, Brock Gowanlock. Those are two young players that I thought were really going to be uh, you know, fun projects for the Alouettes. But uh, really, truly, I think it just comes down to the numbers more than anything else. Uh, another name that may be a little surprising for some people anyways uh, would be, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, the Tone jones
1: yeah yeah i was just looking a, at, he, i was just looking at herb's article about about him so
0: well and what's probably gonna be surprising to a lot of people is the fact that he's a former first round draft pick in the nfl so there's a lot of people automatically assume that you know if you're that caliber of a player you should have no trouble making a cfl team so this once again proves that That's not always the case. I mean, you can be, you can have the. If you've got talent, you're going to get the opportunity. But you've really got to stand out and making this team like just you you can't rest on your NFL laurels if you have any. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah. Again, without seeing what he's done, I mean, like his his name's been mentioned quite a few times, especially too being a a former NFL first round draft pick. A lot of people had very high expectations of him. Maybe it was the numbers game. Maybe he just didn't quite live up to that potential. It's hard to say, but uh, now, unfortunately, he's on the outside looking in.
1: Uh, from what I'm seeing, at least from Herb's article today, Herb Jackowski's article, he was t- the story specific was about Michael Wake uh, Michael Wake uh, Wakefield.
0: Yes, who was actually cut earlier and then re-added to the roster. I know, I know.
1: I mean, nobody in the CFL should be complacent on their current rosters and their favorites. Because come Friday at 10 p.m., I'm sure many of us are going to be picking our jaws off the floor just by the people that may potentially be released.
0: Mm-hmm. It happens every year. Every year, there's a what-the-heck cut well, that's made. And, and also because it,
1: you know it's 2021... It's that type of season. It's you know. It, it's that type of CFL season this year where everything is so upside down that almost anybody. And we've already had some, you know. And then some of them resurfaced in other cities. We've already had that. You know, some from the Alouettes that happened with the Alouettes recently, where they they released somebody and he picked he was picked up almost immediately.
0: You know? Yeah, Tyler, Tyler yeah, I mean, like a, yeah, good example. Yeah. So nope, don't I mean, don't it's, rest it's, on your
1: laurels, fans. Do not rest on them. Wait, just wait, wait and see what what comes. You st- you know, wait with bated breath for Friday at ten. You got to. Unfortunately, you have to.
0: Yeah, and in- inevitably, you're g- you're gonna get one or two players that you're just like, I cannot. What? Why? What? Why was he cut? And again, this is part of the frustration of not being able to go to training camp sessions, is because you want to know what the coaches see that you're unable to see like, what is it about this player that made them decide that they, they weren't going to be a fit for this organization. Mm -hmm. It it happens every year. And whether it's due to age, due to, uh, uh, you know, lowered expectations, any, for any number of reasons, why player X isn't going to be part of the team going forward, not
1: part of the culture.
0: Uh, well, that that only works out in one place. This yeah, uh, this yeah, whole, yeah. "quote unquote" culture thing oh, yeah.
1: only works in a, a city where the sky is colored green and gold. Um, yeah, so it, it's very possible if you're on social media, get get those WTF uh, you know gifts ready for your for your favorite tweet because it may happen.
0: Yeah, maybe it happens. There's gonna be a lot of names that you've never heard of that you know they're strictly camp arms, that's it. But inevitably, folks, I mean some some of these players are are stepping up big time Mm -hmm. and making a lot of noise. Uh Uh-huh. And when when the dust settles, you're gonna find out of those names who the Elwitz really think belong. And don't again, don't be surprised if you know a a longtime veteran or uh, another hotshot name that was brought in in free agency they find themselves uh on the apps getting get, getting the getting that pink slip yeah, i know
1: i can't imagine what that's like i really can i can only imagine
0: oh i i mean it cannot be fun i mean e- even like this week like the players that were released i mean it, like i said like these rookies they, that were taken in a draft they come in with Big potential. We see what they what they did in uh, in university, yeah. and you think, okay, maybe you know now that they're in a pro setting, like I'm really curious to see how it works. And just because they didn't make the team doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just a matter of it wasn't the right fit at the time. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it too. Also, the fact that it's like of so the players that were drafted in 2020, they didn't get a training camp last year, so they, they walked in colder than the other side of the pillow. They didn't know what to expect. They don't know what you know. There's a big jump from going to a university training camp versus a professional training camp, and those that can make those that find a way to to make it work, they're going to be part of the team. The ones that can't, well, they're on the cut list.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, finally, before we finish, out of curiosity, cause we didn't touch on we didn't touch on this last week. Yeah. As, a, you know, obviously in the age of social media and stuff like that, the, the CFL has come up with some pretty unique, and I think they've gotten awards for it for their, you know, their social media content when it came to hash, you know, what the hashtags would be, et cetera, et cetera, for, for the league that year. And then league recently released again, uh, a new slogan for the 2021 season of Rise With Us. Um, Thoughts, Cliff? I mean, we've had... The biggest one I think that that really got the most attention was—is it June? Is it was it Junior? Is it is it
0: July? It. I uh, mean, is it well? The original would be—is it Junior? Sorry,
1: is it Junior? Yeah, that was yeah. What, that was the one I think they won awards for, and they've had radically Canadian. You know, that was that was the the relaunch of the all Canadian CFL in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, but that and was that was, was the- that was pre Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. But thoughts on. This new uh,
0: slogan? Not not really. I mean, (laughs) I I guess gotta come up with something. So that's what they come with. I mean, uh, obviously, you want to you want to unite fans because that's the bread and butter of this league. Of course, is the fan participation and seeing as how this year is probably gonna be, you're not gonna have that same participation that uh, you had in years previous. Like, I do not see a whole lot of opportunities for fans to get together with players and, you know, see them after the games. And you know, I've even been wondering if, you know, autograph sessions are going to be a, a thing or having a chance to take uh, pictures with your players and all that, like that. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, again This year.
1: I, I don't either. And even, even with the rumors, there were rumors floating around. There may be some, uh, some loosening of the restrictions for vaccinated players, but that's, I didn't bring that up tonight because it wasn't, there's nothing really about
0: it yet. Right. Um, and and again, with not knowing who's gonna be vaxxed and who's not, or who's vaxxed and who's not, whether it comes to players or fans and stands or anything really anyone who's going possibly going in or out of the stadium uh-huh. without knowing one hundred percent sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why these these things the things that made the CFL so unique and so fan friendly. I just don't see that happening this year. And, and it's it's unfortunate because, I mean, as I said, this is what makes the CFL so great is that you are able to become a part of the league and be involved with players and so on and so forth. But this year, I just, again, due to circumstances beyond everybody's control, so to speak, yeah, uh, that's just not going to – I just don't see that happening in the same way this year.
1: I like what they've done so far. Um, in French, it, it's uh, Levant New Ensemble," right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I like how I, I I've seen what they've done. You know, we we had one for the I think it was they does some. I think that what they did with video over the past couple of years. I think they did one recently. It was for the hundredth Great Cup. I think there was a great one out there, and um, yeah, they they've they've, been, they've had some really good ones over the past couple of years, and this is a good one I think to to relaunch with. Obviously, I think it's probably going to be a one-year thing. Then they'll switch to something else. But it's better than nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. So you know,
0: and that's it. And you want to capitalize on the fact that you know, like as I said, fans league-wide are jonesing for football bad. They they want CFL bad. Like I can I see it every single day on on Twitter. Is just fans just getting hyped for the CFL to come back. And again, they. It, 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 knowing that the, all these teams are going to be back in action and fans are going to be allowed in the stands and be allowed to at least watch games live. I mean, that's, that's huge right there. Uh, to me, I, I, I think it behooves the CFL to try and promote that as much as possible. And I, it sounds like they're certainly trying to make an effort to try to stoke that fire, that sort of feeling of family and, unity and everything like that like we're all in this together like that was kind of the rallying cry from day one of this pandemic is that you know we're all supposed to be in the same boat together yeah and i think the cfl is trying to sort of put their own sort of spin on it you know just like hey you know we've all missed watching cfl football and now we're getting it back so yeah rise with us i guess was uh you know the idea is like you know we're trying to pick ourselves back up and get back to what we love which is cfl football rising from the
1: ashes like a phoenix
0: yeah yeah i think uh I th- I can get a little bit of that vibe, so yeah, yeah I-, I definitely see that. So yeah, I mean, good on the CFL to be able to try and promote that and I'm mean, and get the word out as much as possible because I'm sure a lot of people too have forgotten about the CFL because of no no season last year exactly. And now you've got this league that's coming back, hopefully stronger than ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, like whatever you can do to get the fans excited. You know, keep stoking that fire. Uh, I definitely think it's something that the CFL has to do. And for the most part, as you said, in years past, they've had some very successful campaigns, and uh, hopefully, this one will be no different.
1: Yeah. Um. Even though we don't have a game next week, the CFL season does start. Uh, we are looking at bringing in. Hey, with it's funny, Cliff, with the end of with the end of training camp. It's now basically a quote-unquote free-for-all. We can actually get players back on the pod now because they will be in their own homes, apartments, whatever, wherever they're going to be living for the season. So we'll be able to get them on on the line now again. Um, I'm happy about that. So we're, we're planning on some stuff for, for, for next week, including the debut, the debut of the Alouette's flight deck presented by buff, oh, all Yeah, and just as a reminder, again, as I had promised, week one of the season, we will be having a giveaway next week. So make sure you you tune in on how you can get uh, get some out free some free Alouettes merch.
0: Absolutely, and to me, like August, is pretty much where everything gets started. Like, yes, the Alouettes are not playing in week one. That's fine. But we're going to be playing. We're going to be ready to go. This time next week, we know who's going to be a member of the Montreal Alouettes. We're going to be able to get members of the Alouettes back onto the podcast to talk with us and let 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 you, the fans, know just how excited they are to be members of this team going into 2021 and getting, getting set for that first game out in Edmonton against the Elks. I don't know about you folks, but I'm... I'm ready for some damn football to be played live. And this, you know, I'm ready to put behind this whole unfortunate nonsense with not being able to go to training camp sessions or anything like that. I want to put that behind and leave it in July. August comes about, new month, a month filled with football. I'm going to be excited about it. Tim's going to be excited about it. And we want to make sure that you all are excited about it. Exactly. So stay ready. Yep.
1: Have any suggestions for us on who you may, maybe you want to have on future shows. You can email us also at, at uh, is it the uh, flight?
0: Alo- podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. That,
1: uh, yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Or just
0: shoot us a, a message on, on the old Twitter machine. Exactly. So again, it starts
1: the 2021 season starts next week uh, on the road to the great cup. So we're just hope you're, you're back with us next week because we're excited. So, everybody here at the Alouette's Flight Deck for Cliffy D. I'm Tim Capper. We're on final approach. Take off to the great white north. Take off; it's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north.
0: Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.